from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is the Thai Cats This Week with RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker. The Tiger Cats have three games to go in the regular season. They are in the playoffs. Great to have you on Tie Cats this week. I'm RJ Bridehead along with Luke Tasker. Can't wait to call this game on Saturday in Saskatchewan, 7 o'clock Eastern time. So it's a, it's a good start time for the Eastern time zone. Uh, Luke, what a difference making the playoffs. It's been, uh, you know, not the easy way again for the Tiger Cats, but they're in and that's all that matters. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we had, had our excitement, uh, this season for sure. And we have more to come, but for these next three weeks, you at least have that guaranteed. And it definitely feels good for fans, for, for you and I, RJ, uh, as a player. Uh, certainly, uh, the, you know, that feels great. And you can kind of take a breath here. And, uh, of course, and we'll talk about there's still some, some, some things to be gained by these three, uh, matchups, uh, to, to be played in the regular season. But you, you know, you're going to have a chance to make a run at the Grey Cup. Luke, I'm a little disappointed. We, we've been together three years calling the Tiger Cats games. This is the first year we didn't get into the must-win discussion. They did it. <laughs> that's true. They got they just in took before care it was it. desperate. Yep, that's right. The uh, well, we'll have some must wins though in about a, in about uh, four weeks from now. <laughs> we'll certainly yeah. have a must win. Yeah, yeah, and we can shift that focus to a home home playoff game. Uh, big news go. though. Want to want to talk about Bo Levi Mitchell is back. He's going to be the starting quarterback. What a change in in three weeks. Uh, you know, Taylor Powell carried the load for a long time. Matt Schultz came in, looked great in the last game. Now Bo's healthy. And now Taylor Powell, a little bit banged up. He'll be on the one-game injured list for this game. But Bo Levi Mitchell, it's a great chance to see him again. His fourth start of the season comes in the third last game. How do you feel about Bo getting some game action before the playoffs? My first thought is is what a great opportunity this is with the positioning of the playoff scenario. So Bo has a chance to come in. There's not nothing to be, you don't have nothing to lose. Uh, you know, there is still the thought, of, there is still the, the uh, race for the home uh, playoff win, which Montreal has the upper hand in that battle. Uh, but if the Ticats win this week, that's, that's still, uh, still a possibility for them. Uh, so you still have that in, in hand or that possibility is still out there, but you've got the playoffs locked up and Bo has three weeks now to come in and, uh, and, and get back into it. Cause it's not an automatic thing. Uh, that's a lot of weeks to miss. That's a lot of football to, to be on the sidelines for when everyone else in the league is, you know, you're, you're battle hardened this far into the season. It is, you, yeah, you've probably got your injuries that you're dealing with, but man, you're, you're game ready and, and you're, and you're, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, ready to go into this playoff stretch where Bo is effectively, he's, he's at preseason, uh, phase right now. Not only, not only in just the, 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 the flow of the season, but even his injury, you know, just being back and being fully confident from that. So sort of a freebie here to get some, get some play time before the playoffs. I don't know, RJ. I also wouldn't be surprised if we see Matt Schultz again, uh, this week too. And if they trade some time, uh, maybe in part to not force Bo to play all four quarters. Um, uh, and, and just the idea that Matt Schultz may have to play a part in the playoff run as well. So. A uh, lot, lot of things up in the air, but what a gift to the Tie Cats to have three weeks to sort of, uh, in a sense, play around with it. Uh, depends how depends how they see that and the reality of a home playoff win and how much they want to 
you know, risk risk that or, or to to experiment a little bit. But we'll see. And and I think uh, total net positive here for the Tie Cats. They get an opportunity to uh, to uh, you know take a breath and 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 test Bo Levi Mitchell out. Yeah, I was wondering if Matt Schultz would see some action or if they'd split the game. So that'll be interesting to see what happens in Regina yeah. when they play the Rough Riders on on Saturday. Kai Loxley has really – they've got four quarterbacks now, and, and Loxley really has a niche role on the team. He's so big and strong. He's – I hate to say automatic, but pretty close to in short yardage. We've seen him as a receiver. He can catch. He can run. We saw him on the onside kick on the hands team. He saved that game against Calgary. He does a, a lot of things, so it'll be interesting down the road to see what the what the Tiger Cats do as far as the the lineup. They really have four quarterbacks they could they could dress who all can be effective in their in their own way, and probably a, a good problem to have rather than trying to salvage one quarterback with a bunch of injuries and and fine guys. So now they've got some choices. Yeah, absolutely. I remember asking Coach O in a in the Coach O show weeks ago when Matt Schultz and Bolivar Mitchell were were not even close to being back into the lineup. Kind of the the potential of with Taylor Powell starting to play well, which he did uh, throughout. You know when he took over. What do you do when they all come back? And, it, and he said the same thing you just reiterated. It's a good problem to have. We'll, we'll figure that out when the time comes. And so it goes back to the to the uh, first part of our conversation here that. You know, before in in Bo Levi Mitchell's starts early this season, it was not perfect. Uh, you know, there was in the in the game that that he uh, had had to leave uh, for the for the majority of the season, where he got injured in Ottawa. That was a five interception game uh, that the Ticats won, uh, but it was not perfect. And so you have some time to play around with some things right now and uh, to get some to get him back in and feeling comfortable. So, you know, we'll see. I don't think you know. Uh, Hopefully Taylor Powell's health is, is is something he can come back from quickly. Uh, but when you just have when you have four quarterbacks, not all of them are going to be out there uh, every week. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's good. They've clinched a playoff spot. They can they can work on this quarterback situation. See where Bo's at, and the way the schedule. You kind of touched on it, Luke, about the the home playoff game. But really, it's fascinating when you look back at a season and how important the final games are on the schedule you look at it at the start and like okay play montreal in the final regular season game might not mean anything it actually could mean a ton so of course hamilton's in regina playing the rough riders on saturday montreal hosts ottawa and they've been successful against ottawa so we'll see what happens there then next week bc is in hamilton and montreal travels to edmonton and then both Montreal and Hamilton have a bye before that final regular season game. So, I mean, it would be fascinating if if Hamilton can win out, Montreal loses one of their final two games, and that last game of the regular season, I, we touched on it a bit last week on, on Ticats this week, but that last game of the regular season is meaningful for the home playoff game. That is going to be so exciting and really a two-game playoff series that you, you don't get in football. Yeah, I really hope that that game come it comes down to that game because it's just going to make for a very exciting uh final week of the regular season. I and I I it's hard to it's very likely in my mind that whoever wins that last game of the season, if it's a game that matters. Now, if it's locked up, I I don't, you know, that that's that's totally different. We'll see different personnel all the rest. If it's a game that matters, the game who the team who wins that last game of the regular season 
has such a huge advantage. Uh, you know, it's almost a compounding effect of, of advantage, uh, going into that first week of the playoffs. So, uh, we'll see how that plays off. And I really hope, uh, Ottawa and, uh, and or Edmonton can, has some, can make a difference here, uh, for the Tie Cats in, in their efforts against Montreal. So Tiger Cats know they'll play Montreal in the playoffs. As a, as a player, you've yes. been in, in the locking locker room, the meeting rooms. Of course, they don't play Montreal until the final game of the regular season, then in the playoffs. Are they studying Montreal right now because they know they're going to meet them? Uh, not the players, uh, as when, when you're in the locker room like that, it's just, it is truly one at a time. Um, especially because it's not totally locked up yet. Even so three weeks away, I really don't think that they'd be looking at Montreal, even if the whole thing was set in stone, the, even all, all three teams tiered in the playoffs, uh, and the, and the location of the games, I should say, uh, locked in stone. The coaching staff certainly is. Uh, they're they're going to start more as these weeks progress, especially that bye week. They're going to start more and more uh, uh, game planning and looking into the Montreal uh, film. In fact, they're probably doing a little bit of Toronto as well, knowing that if they win uh, against Montreal, they'll be going uh, uh, to the Eastern Final at uh, BMO Field in Toronto. So uh, there's certainly that in the staff. Uh, but from the players... Uh, amazing as it sounds and you know fans we all love to look forward and 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 to think ahead uh it's a one week at a time thing as a player uh and those guys are thinking about Saskatchewan and thinking about the reality of winning that game uh and being able to get back uh or being able to to continue to chase a home playoff game so the Tiger Cats looking at the the depth chart the big one is Bo Levi Mitchell back Dylan Wynn is also back and uh that could be great news for the Tiger Cats if he can stay healthy and having him back going into the playoffs is is massive, isn't it? Huge. I <laughs> I saw Dylan win after the Calgary game. RJ, he, he, he was so he, there was such a look of frustration and anger on his face. Just <laughs> not because the game, obviously not because the game, just because for not having been a part of it on the field. It's it was he, he is so so. Uh, hungry and excited to get back and it will be it will be uh fun fun to watch him and i just hope that he's healthy and can and will be uh be there in full force to make a difference in the playoff run because he is uh ready to go and i and i'm sure we'll notice a difference with him out there yeah we're both big fans of, of dylan Wynn. you you played with him i i love watching him and and he's he's just dominant out there when when he's healthy so hopefully he is 100 percent healthy I, I wanted to talk to you about tyreek McAllister and and really some game-changing returns in the fourth quarter. He's come onto the scene, and he's been – always seems to be a, a couple of guys, at least one guy every year for the Tiger Cats, who you, you don't know at the start of the season, and he certainly wasn't there at the start of the season, but now he's turned into a very important piece. Yeah, absolutely, and it's credit to Drew Alamang and Coach uh, Coach O and, and all their, all their uh, staff and scouting to, to, to find that kind of talent. And he has been a difference maker. Um, I I kind of see the Hamilton uh, special teams as McAllister, and of course, any and any returner will tell you it's it is a culture of of uh, expecting those big plays. Not only the guy with the ball in his hand, Tyreek McAllister, but all eleven guys who are out there functioning the return and getting in their body, getting in the leverage and the body position to to spring a return like that. So it's a culture of that offensive attack on special teams, the return game. And then on the flip side of that, uh, 
Carthel Flowers Lloyd, you have the defensive aspect of the Hamilton Ticats special team as well. And that combination, they've got a big playmaker in my mind. You have a big playmaker on, on both the offensive and defensive attack of the special teams unit for Jeff Reinbolt. And I think it's, uh, I think it's timely. Those, uh, time and again, you see a game changing special teams uh, event in the play, in a playoff game. And it, and it, uh, and it'll end up mattering. And I, I could, I can almost envision the, uh, uh, the romance of of a big return or or a blocked punt or something like that uh, uh, breaking a game open uh, in this late in this season here. Yeah, you mentioned Orlando and Drew Spencer Zimmerman, Ed Hervey, and so many others. Big part bringing uh, the players in. Will Sunderland would be another guy who's been patient. He he's waited on that practice roster or the waiting room, as O likes to call it. And he came into that last game and they tested him a little bit. But he was definitely noticeable, and he'll start on that boundary corner again. Well, he could have had two interceptions and a fumble recovery in that game, so <laughs> I think he, he was he was making a difference, and he was there uh, where and he was in the right position. Uh, and I think that you know you ask a competitor like that, and he'll he'll wish he could have had a couple of those. But I, I was impressed with uh, uh, his ability to 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 show up uh, at the right moment. And so you're right; that's another guy who uh, I would love to see uh, uh, again with a, with an opportunity to maybe convert some of those interceptions and uh, and makes uh, even a bigger impact. Jake Dolagala is the quarterback for the. Saskatchewan Rough Riders, he's a tall guy. He's had a good season. The push is on for the Rough Riders. They're going to be desperate to get a victory. They want to clinch a playoff spot. You know Jake pretty well. What can you tell us about him? Yep, same uh, high school here south of Buffalo, uh, St. Francis High School. Uh, Jake, when I was training maybe my last – well, the second half of my career, uh, off-season training here, uh, STA with with Ben Woods is where we would train uh, uh, in the south towns of Buffalo, and Jake and I were together. And so I remember I remember long uh, days and cold Buffalo winter in, in a in an unheated uh, indoor but unheated turf field, and uh, Jake and I uh, throwing and talking. And at the time, you know, those guys, uh, uh, he was getting ready to. Uh, go to some NFL camps, you know, he was getting ready. He was looked at being scouted and getting ready for uh, the draft and pro days and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I remember talking to him about the CFL and, you know, he's, he's, those young guys are trying to uh, get ready for an NFL camp and I'm running waggles in the routes, you know, because <laughs> I, I'm getting ready for a CFL season. Uh, and that's just, that's just, uh, that's just funny, you know, but we, we trained together and he's a, he's a really, really, a, a great guy. I mean, a really good person. Uh, and I think he's got an, a, a world-class arm. I mean, he's a, he is a real professional pass thrower and, uh, and has a career in professional football. Uh, so I'm excited to see him play in this. And Sask has had their struggles and they've been uh, struggling to, to uh, find their wins, but uh, he's a young quarterback who I think has a bright future. And I am excited to call the game. I and mean, we had the same, literally the same coaches uh jim kubiak uh uh broke all the records uh, broke all roger Straubach's records at the naval academy went to our high school and he was jake's throwing coach for a while i coached with uh jim kubiak as well and john shabetis it's, it's we have a long tied history of our of our football career and uh and uh jake is jake is doing it man i think he's going to have a nice career here so just listening to what you said, Luke, you were Jake's first taste of, of CFL and, and being a quarterback and what the receivers do with that waggle you were doing. 
In a sense, yes, I have. I, I played. I played a part in it. The uh, myself and Naaman Roosevelt, another CFL name, who also spent time in Saskatchewan uh, out there too. And he and I were Naaman Roosevelt. And myself were the ones who were running routes for uh, Jake Dolgali. Yes. Oh, nice. And he sounds like he's built for uh, CFL playoffs out west. If he's used to those cold Buffalo. Uh, That's right. Days. Yes, he uh, he knows a thing about uh, some lake effect snow and and some uh, windy uh, snowstorms. Uh, James Butler, 58 yards from 1,000. It would be shocking if he didn't get there. What have you thought about his season with the Tiger Cats this year? Well, uh, of just him, of just his own play, just the person James Butler really impressed. I think he's a great presence on the team. Uh, strikes me as a guy who uh, who you'd like to play alongside of as an offensive lineman or being in the same huddle as a receiver or quarterback. Uh I, I've just been really impressed watching him. I know you've lo- I know you've loved uh, uh, the story of him this season and the interviews with him and stuff. And I just think yeah. he's got a good positive energy. Um, and I think there's been some runs where uh, you know you can really see uh, why he why he's one of the best in the league. Um, I think we've seen an incredible balance of patience and then explosive movement. Uh, you know, sometimes you have a guy who's just got blazing speed. Um, and, and he's going to, that, that, that type of player is going to make some plays on his own. Uh, but it's, it's the smarts of, of the patience in the blocking formation. And then your ability to burst that makes the great running backs the way they are. I've, I've really liked watching him. I just think there's been a little bit of hot and cold to the run game in general. You know, uh, we've seen weeks where. The Ticats run game is, I mean, it's like, you know, you can almost hang your hat on. It's almost like, like, you know, the, the, the A1 choice for this offense. And then there's been weeks where, you know, the production has to come through the air because it's just not happening on the ground. So I hope in these last three weeks, along with, we talked about Bo Levi Mitchell sort of feeling it out in these three games to get really ready for the playoffs. And I would love to see uh, a very effective, uh, uh, a run game entering the playoffs and you just never know whether it's Tim Hortons field or if it's in Montreal, certainly BMO, y- you may have some weather to deal with. And then of course the gray cups at Tim Hortons field. So you're going to be East for the whole gray cup uh, uh, playoff run. And any of these three places you might, you might, it might get a nasty day where you're going to have to have some production on the ground to make a difference. Or maybe not. It's been 30 degrees in October. <laughs> True. I was sweating. <laughs> Buffalo was exactly 30 yesterday. I was like, oh, my oh my heavens. The trees are all orange. The maple leaves are all <laughs> yeah. falling, and I'm, like, wearing shorts. It's like, what is it's happening? It's crazy. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, I've gotten to know James Butler pretty well this year. I, I love that, uh, you know, he has a big game, and he's on the CFL honor roll or had the most rushing yards in a week, and ask him how he feels, and he's just happy that his mom can be proud of him and, and tell her coworkers and – for me, my mom was near and dear, so I love that story that he always says, well, my mom will have some some uh, stuff she can tell her co-workers and the big smile on his face. And it's always exciting that he has two touchdown celebrations planned for every game. So hopefully he can get into the end zone on Saturday and we can uh, try to decipher what, uh, what celebration he's doing. I'm not as cool as you, Luke, so I have to ask him afterwards usually what the celebration was. But you might be able to, to pick out what he's doing. I got the one wrong the one time. It was supposed to be the uh, supposed to be like the dodgeball Cobra Vipers or whatever. What is that? Like uh, yes, uh, Ben Stiller's the, thing. Yeah. But then I thought it was the uh, I thought it was Thriller. 
you know, like Michael Jack or like the remember yeah. the Titans thing. I couldn't. Remember. So I wasn't right either. We'll have to we'll have to get verification from from James as to what what the actual uh, intent of the celebration was. And just finally here, Luke, going into the game Saturday against the Rough Riders, it's 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 desperation for the Rough Riders. They they need to win. They want to get into the playoffs. They want to clinch that spot. Tiger Cats have clinched, but is there is there any less motivation? For the Tiger Cats going into this game now that now that they've clinched a playoff spot, uh, you know there is something about being backed up into the furthest corner that there is to be backed up in. Like Sask, they they have absolutely everything to lose on the one game. Uh, so in a sense, yeah, I don't want to understate the desperation that the Rough Riders have. Uh, if there is any low probability uh, you know specialty play trick play onside punt that type of thing uh, either this is the time to do it and if they get backed up if we see if we see a two score difference we'll see some we'll see some craziness you know we'll see some uh, no holds bar uh, you know go forward on third and six type of stuff so uh, yeah there there's nothing quite like being totally backed up uh, with your backs against the wall, but uh, but uh, apart from that, you know, I, I don't think you're going to see it. You're not going to see a Hamilton team that is, you know, lackadaisical. You're not. You're not uh, uh, the Toronto Argonauts. Even Winnipeg and and BC have have sort of a battle still to to see how the season's going to shape out. So, um, yeah, still plenty to play for. And you've got guys like James Butler. You've got guys uh, who who want to get that thousand yards. You've got. Andre Smith, who's like all of a sudden, you know, on fire and, and making a big difference. That kind of guy really wants to have a season longer so he can keep on, uh, you know, getting yards and catches and touchdowns. And, uh, you know, I, we're going to see a very active, active uh, uh, Hamilton Tiger Cat team. Uh, and you never know what a storyline it would be if they're able to, if the, if the dominoes can fall in such a way that ends up in a Tim Hortons Field uh, semifinal. All right, that's it for Ticats this week. Luke, awesome job. Can't wait to, to see you Saturday and, and call this, uh, this game against the Rough Riders. Looking forward to it, RJ. See you there. So 6 o'clock Eastern time, the Ticats Audio Network will have the pregame show with Bubba O'Neill and Andy Fantuz. And Luke and I will have the call. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock. Hope you can join us on the Ticats Audio Network. It's been another busy week for your Hamilton Tiger Cats. Luke Tasker and RJ Broadhead have covered it all, and now we would like to hear from you. Email us anytime at gamedayatiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Tiger Cats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.